You're listening to episode 38 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to be talking about food guilt, because this is something that I think so many of us experience and we don't even like to talk about it. It's sort of that dirty little secret in the corner and I'll be honest, I am a little bit nervous to talk about this subject because I'm going to be sharing some things that I ate this weekend that I'm not necessarily super proud of. (laughs) But before we jump into that, I just want to remind you that I do have a handful of free 30-minute calls left to do a quick consult with me um, just to help you strategize, help you figure out where you're at. I do have some spaces available next week. Um, That's all I've got left for October and I'm not sure yet how many spots I'm opening in November because I've got a few more things coming down the line that I'm super excited to share with you but I can't share just yet so um, make sure to jump over there and book your call all the info will be in the show notes or obviously feel free to uh, reach out to me at Emily Goff coach on Instagram you can always email me uh, info at Emily Goff coaching as well Um, And yeah, we will just, we'll chat, we'll get to know your situation a little bit. And this is why I don't offer things like meal plans, because this needs to be really unique to you, unique to your lifestyle. And we'll figure out where you're at, where you want to be, and some steps that you can start taking right away. As soon as you start, as soon as you get off the call, you can start implementing some of the things that we talk about so that you can actually begin to move forward rather than just feeling like you're spinning your wheels all the time. Okay, so make sure to jump over there. All the show notes are over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. Or like I said, just reach out to me on uh, social media, in the Facebook group, whatever you, uh, whatever is the easiest avenue for you. So let's get into this a little bit more. This, what's this entire concept of food guilt? I, I find that for a lot of people, it usually happens on Mondays. <laughs> because typically, uh, a lot of us will tend to overindulge on the weekends, either from being super restrictive during the week, and then weekends are kind of that time to let loose, or maybe there's just a lot more social engagements where you have access to food that you typically deny yourself. Maybe you are exhausted from working all week, and that's one of the reasons why by the time the weekend rolls around, if you're super tired, you're probably more likely to indulge or have cravings. You're completely out of routine. There are so many different factors here that can play a huge role. And I am a little bit nervous to talk about what I ate this weekend because any, you know, what, what I ate, there was some great parts. There were some parts that were fine. And, but I did have uh, kind of more treats than I typically would in, in that short of a timeframe. And, but what I, the reason why I want to share this and I didn't want to wait and choose, you know, a different weekend where I, I ate so much better or something like that, because first of all, that's not real. That's super inauthentic, and my goal here is to always be as authentic and real with you as I possibly can be and give you the full picture. Like, we talk a lot on here about, you know, comparison traps and that things like social media can be deceiving because you're not getting the full picture. I don't want this podcast 
to be part of that culture. I want this podcast to be me speaking directly to you like we would if we were just a couple of friends hanging out and having a good time. And I'm being super honest with you about about everything, including this episode and what I ate this weekend and how my feelings around what I ate this weekend have changed now compared to what they would have been even a couple of years ago. So let's get into this a little bit because I, I suspect everyone who's listening to this has probably had one of those days where you look back on the weekend and you're like, oh, <laughs> I feel like shit. I ate like garbage this weekend. Uh, you start swearing off food groups come Monday morning. You you swear that this is this is the last piece of chocolate that's ever going to cross your lips. And just no, like that's not what this is going to be about. And I, I want this to be an example to show you how to move away from that a little bit to get a little bit different example. And I'm going to keep it short today too, because I want this to be short, sweet, to the point, And I want you to take what I'm saying and really internalize it and take a close look at how you're talking to yourself, how you are feeling, genuinely feeling about the way that you're eating, particularly if you're, if, if you reach a period of time where you're eating things that you would typically try to avoid. Okay. So I'm going to break my weekend down for you full nutritionist style, and I'm not leaving anything out. Okay. So this is going from, uh, the, just this past weekend from about Friday to Sunday. So what I ate this weekend, this is in no particular order whatsoever, but I had a brownie. I had uh, one homemade chocolate granola bar, uh, half of a scone with jam. It was delicious. <laughs> Some chocolate chips, dark chocolate chips, a handful of popcorn, two giant salads, uh, eggs at least, actually I think all three mornings, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I had tons of veggies in all kinds of other forms as well. Other than just salads, I had like roasted, raw, sauteed, all kinds of things. Uh, a couple apples, a banana, a bunless homemade burger that was also delicious. Um, chicken, I had some hummus here and there, like with some veggies or a dollop on the salad. And I had some lentils, okay? So it's it's quite a bit of food. And I, I just, again, no particular order here, but I listed most of the sort of treat foods um, first. Here's what I liked about it. I actually really liked that it wasn't perfect. And again, that, that might sound weird, but coming from someone who has worked really hard and, and continues sometimes to have to work really hard to move past my perfectionism, it's something that I'm, I'm, it's still new to me sometimes when I reflect back on something and I realize that I'm okay with the fact that it, that it wasn't perfect. And I actually am. And that's actually pretty, a, a really cool shift for me to see in myself that I, I really like that it wasn't perfect because what that means is, is that I wasn't stressing over the food. I wasn't stressing over every morsel of food that went into my mouth. And when I had some treats, it was fine. They were available. I, I had them. I enjoyed them. I also really liked that I felt satisfied after every meal. And I enjoyed everything I ate this weekend with loved ones. I made it really social, even more social than, than it sometimes is. I actually got to see lots of friends over the weekend too. It was great. 
And I also liked that I walked a ton this weekend and I fit in a couple of great workouts. I was super pumped about that. It, it's, I'm always happy to fit that in. And I want to stress, this was not like burning off calories or something from all the treats. This was just my usual working out schedule and a couple of them happened to fall on the weekend. So I was super excited about that. That, that felt really good to me because I just always feel really good when I get lots of movement and exercise and stuff like that. So here's what I didn't like about it. I didn't get enough sleep and I didn't drink enough water. I've been really bad the last couple of weeks about getting enough water for some reason. Um, I, I'm not even sure entirely why. It's like I'm just forgetting about it somehow. So I am actually actively working really hard on uh, making sure that I, I do get more water. But it's something that I noticed, especially this weekend. In just a quick reflection over the weekend, like, you know, I really was not hitting my usual water intake at all. So that was a big deal. Um, and typically, I, I tend to have kind of more cravings or be more likely to indulge in sort of treat foods. I'm not going to call them good or bad foods, by the way. Anyone who's new here, I don't see food as good or bad. Food is just food. So treat foods to me are just kind of foods that are higher in maybe sugar, fats, um, things that you wouldn't want to subsist off of entirely. <laughs> so nobody is going to live a healthy life if we're living off of donuts 24-7. Okay, so <laughs> when I say treat foods, that's what I mean. Um, but in terms of not enough sleep and not enough water, that usually translates for me into having more of those types of foods. And it, it definitely showed a little bit here because I did have more treat foods than I typically would. Um, and that was one thing that I, I wasn't, I didn't dislike that. I just noticed that that was related to some other factors. So it's more about observation here, which is something that I really want to stress. Um, yeah, I went a really long time between meals a few times. I was having a photo shoot done with a really dear friend of mine to get some updated photos for my website and social media and stuff. And we had a super, super long day shooting. We stopped a few hours in to get some food, but then we ended up shooting again for quite a while after that. And it was just longer than I had anticipated. I didn't bring any snacks with me and it was just going to be inconvenient to stop somewhere. So that was a little bit longer than intended. And I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> and this is like completely honest here. One of, at one point, one of the treats um, that I ended up eating, I had a little bag to bring home to my partner. <laughs> and, but I wanted to fit in a workout at the gym. A couple reasons. One, I just, I felt like I needed the exercise. I, I just, I hadn't, I'd been walking a lot, but I just really felt like a good sweat. The other reason why I really wanted a good sweat was because when we were shooting, we were so cold. It was freezing. <laughs> it was freezing. So I basically just wanted to sweat for the sake of being warm at that point. But I realized I was pretty hungry. And I knew that if I went home first or kind of stopped somewhere to get food, I probably wasn't even going to bother going to the gym after that. And I had this, um, this brownie in the car with me. So I was like, you know what, I'll just eat it. <laughs> so my poor guy, he never got his treat, but it's, it's fine. We got him another, another treat the next day. Um, so I ended up eating that before going into the gym to give me like that little bit of extra fuel. Totally worked. I had a great workout, got a good sweat. I warmed up. It was fine. Um, not recommended necessarily to fuel your, you know, heavy lifting workouts with brownies. But again, this is real life. Sometimes it happens. This is not 
we aren't talking ideal scenario here. We're talking real life. This is true form, real life stuff. So my feelings overall about how I ate this weekend are honestly pretty neutral. And again, even a few years ago, I would have been starting the week off uh, trying to sweat off or, or swear off entire food groups. I would have been trying to sweat them off as well, like probably with exercise and stuff too. I would have been trying to turn to pack my schedule with as many workouts as possible, burning off treats, uh, beating myself up for this self-perceived failure of mine for having a few treats. And the difference between then and now is that now I actually enjoy what I eat. I am aware, I'm very aware of what I'm eating. So when I choose to have something like a brownie or a cookie or some popcorn or something like that, that's going to be something that I, I'm, I'm enjoying as I'm eating it. I'm aware that I'm eating it and I'm not just eating it mindlessly because oftentimes I, I can stop and I never used to be able to do that. If you put something in front of me, there is no way I would stop. There is no way. If you put like a pile of cupcakes in front of me, I would probably just keep on going <laughs> until they were gone and that would be it. But when, when I have treats now, I'm very aware of what I'm doing and I end up enjoying it, savoring it. And if I stop partway through because I realize that I'm full or maybe I just don't want it anymore, that's okay. That's totally fine. And I am actually okay with that. It's still, sometimes it still surprises me when I get, you know, those bags of the, um, I don't know, kind of like healthy popcorn or whatever. There's a, there's a few of them that are really good out there. And it, I used to, it used to be impossible for me to get one of those bags and not eat the entire thing. That, that was just sort of understood with myself. Like it was something that I had decided with myself that if I bought one of those bags, I was accepting that I was going to eat the entire thing in one sitting. And now that's not the case. I'll have some. And I think recently I even forgot that it was in the cupboard for a while. It was open and I'd had some of it one night and I tucked the bag away in the cupboard. I didn't even remember it was in there. Normally that would never have happened before. I mean, this is the problem. And, and this is why I really want to bring up the guilt factor here, because when we stress about food constantly and we're, we're monitoring how we're eating constantly, but in a negative way, like not a more neutral observational way, but in a, you're beating yourself up sort of way. You're feeling guilty as fuck over a couple of treats. You are punishing yourself emotionally only to make yourself miserable, you're probably going to end up stress eating all of those things that you're trying to avoid and more. There's actual research to back this up that when we are so stressed about what we're eating, we're probably going to end up eating more of those things. It completely works against us, completely works against us. And when we're a little bit kinder to ourselves, we actually show ourselves a little bit more compassion we're much more likely to be able to stop, to be able to be more mindful of, you know what, I'm actually full now, like I'm good. Or I'm, I'm totally satisfied. You know, this, this brownie is, has been delicious. I've really enjoyed it, but it's starting to taste a little too sugary. And you know what, I, I think I'm fine. Like, I'm just gonna put it away. I'll save the rest for later. You, you are capable of having that relationship with food. You are capable of having that relationship with food, but you have to believe that and you have to practice it because this didn't happen overnight. This was something that took years. 
Typically, if I'd had a weekend where I had all the trees that I just rattled off, first of all, I would never have admitted it to you publicly. Never in a million years. <laughs> it would have been like my dirty little secret that I hid under the bed. So that would have been problem number one. Problem number two is that I would have spent most of my weekend beating myself up for eating these things as I was eating them, which would lead to me eating even more of the, these things, which then would lead to Monday morning guilt. And then swearing off all kinds of food groups like, oh, I'm never eating carbs again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not good for anybody. We all need carbs. We all need we all need all different combinations of things depending on the individual. That's always going to look a little bit different from person to person. But what we don't need is guilt. We do not need to be guilting ourselves over food. And again, this is a practice, but if you are feeling a ton of guilt around food, I want you to start taking a little bit more of a clinical approach because guilt is working against you. Guilt works against all of us in all forms, but today we're just talking about uh, the food version. So get clinical, take, take all the anxiety out of it. Food was always a huge source of anxiety for me. So take the anxiety out of it and, and focus on the big rocks. And the big rocks look like getting enough sleep, getting enough quality sleep too. Uh, so getting enough quality sleep, number two, water, number three, protein, number four, veggies, Number five, movement. And to have some fun. Like, just have some fun. Because if you're out having fun, you're probably not going to be thinking about food. If you, you know, chain yourself to not fun activities all the time, day in and day out, you're probably going to be thinking about nothing but food. Again, take it from someone who has done that too. Like, as an introvert, sometimes I have to force myself to step outside the house a little bit, you know, go have social time and, and whatever. And yeah, this weekend, having some extra social time maybe partly contributed to me having a few more treats, but I'm not worried about it because it was totally worth it. And most of the reason why I had more treats than usual was because of the reasons I mentioned that I, again, when I got kind of clinical about it, I could see that I didn't get enough sleep and I didn't have enough water. And both of those factors for me usually lead to me eating more of those types of foods. And I'm okay with that because it just makes me more, more aware for the next time. I'm not beating myself up over it. I'm just observing. I'm, I'm an observer in basically my own little experiment that I, I did some things differently this weekend. I can now see how it went and I can see where some things maybe weren't ideal, but I'm okay with it. And I'm moving on. And this weekend might look different. It might not. I don't know. But I am going to obviously try to do those big rocks, like getting enough protein, vegetables, sleep, water, movement, all of those things, just because those things are what makes me feel great anyway. I'm not coming from a place of focusing on those big rocks for the sole purpose of eliminating chocolate. Like that's, that's not what we're talking about here. Instead, I'm focusing on those big things because those things are what make me feel my absolute best. They're what, me, they're what helps me to show up as my best version for myself as my best version for all of those closest to me, it, it, that is what helps keep me grounded. That's what helps me to be the best version of me. And in my experience, those are typically the, the sort of foundational things that help most people feel their absolute best. But we tend to complicate it. We, we tend to get so stuck in 
in guilt and stress and anxiety over food that we forget about the basics. Just going back to the simple basics, it seems too easy, right? It actually seems too simple. Like no way, there's no way that if I, that if I cover my bases on those, that my cravings will decrease or that I, I maybe just won't feel like eating the entire pile of brownies all in one shot, you know? <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that give it, give it a shot. Because even if you still end up eating things that you're potentially trying to avoid, which again, that's, that's a little bit bigger conversation, but you're probably still just going to feel really good to start with. And then if you have all of the other things, then that's fine. Then you can figure out what the reasons are as to why you ate those things. And even if you did eat them, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. You can always make another choice. You can always move on. You can always do something differently the next day. You don't even have to wait for tomorrow. You can, depending on what time of day it is, you can start right now. If you're listening to this at 10 o'clock at night, go to bed right after this. Then hopefully you're going to get at least eight hours sleep. If you're somebody who usually stays up much later, that's already a huge win for you because you're probably going to get a lot more sleep tonight and wake up feeling far better tomorrow. So I hope that this helps. I just, I really wanted to pull back the veil because sometimes I still run into people who seem shocked that I eat things like brownies and, <laughs> and treats and stuff like that. I, I'm not your average nutritionist, guys. I, I really, and, and anyone in the health industry who is portraying an image on social media of eating so-called perfectly, whatever that looks like, 100% of the time is probably not being honest with you. So I just wanted to really pull the veil back on this and be completely open and real that, yeah, I, I indulged this weekend a little bit more than I usually do, but the bigger lesson for me was that I'm okay with it. And that is what makes my day. That's what completely makes my day is because I've gotten to a totally different place in my relationship with food. And it will continue to evolve. That's, that's just sort of the nature of things. You know, we, we're always growing, we're always changing. But I was able to observe some of the reasons why I did things the way I did. And I'm okay with it. I'm moving on. On to the next, right? So if you want to talk about uh, anything to do with what we chat about today, make sure to jump into the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group. Um, again, link will be in the show notes over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. Or if you want to have a conversation with me about how you're feeling about feeling guilty around food or cravings, willpower, any of those types of things, make sure to book that call. I do have some slots open for next week. Um, if you're listening to this in real time, that would be the last week of October. So make sure to give me a shout, uh, reach out to me. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram and make sure to screenshot this episode too. Tag me in it. Let me know who's listening because I absolutely love getting to see who's listening. It absolutely means so much to me. And then I can actually thank you in real life for tuning in and listening to me ramble on about this. <laughs> so I hope you have a great day and I will be back on Thursday with an exceptionally special guest. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? 
If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.